Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to Burnout to Blessed, episode number two, Uno Dos. I hope everyone is having an exceptional week, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to dive into today's topic, which is consequences. It is step number two in overcoming burnout. I'm excited for two reasons. Number one, (laughs) we have moved on from episode number one. They say getting started is the hardest part, and let me tell you... (laughs) I learned the hard way that is 129% the truth. I literally recorded the first episode probably about 50 times. Mind you, I didn't get too far into each recording before I hit delete and then re-record, but it got truly ridiculous to the point where I almost stopped recording to record an episode on perfectionism because that is what I was doing. The reason why I was in perfectionism mode, which there's no excuse, mind you, is because I wanted you to have the most value and I wanted you to have the foundation really needed in order to overcome burnout. So I hope that you found value in episode number one, and I hope that you can refer back to the show notes on what burnout is, as well as the phases so that you can refer to it throughout this process. If you ever need to refer to it in the future, it'll be there for you. Number two, I am so excited to talk to you about consequences because this is when I had my aha moment and my aha moment led me to make a drastic decision in my life, which was to overcome burnout. So I decided to leave corporate America and to take care of my daughter, take care of myself, take care of my marriage. And now I'm not telling you by any means. And in fact, I advise you don't do that, okay? For me, it was the right decision. It was something that I needed to do in order to reset and take care of myself and my family. I am by no means telling you to go ahead and do that. Disclaimer, okay? Don't do that. But for me, it was the right choice. And what led me to make that decision was I had this aha moment several times over when I was working and I was handling leave of absence, FMLA, family medical leave. I'm sure some of you may be familiar with both terms for I was in human resources and I was managing this for my company 
And I knew so many employees that had to take time off and take FMLA, take a long leave of absence because they were coming down with illnesses that were serious that were terminal like cancer. And all they did was work. And from speaking to them about their lives and and having to deal with a terminal illness, it really dawned on me that they had so many regrets in their life, which was focusing all of their time on, on work and not making enough time for the things that were truly important, like their family. And I did not want to look back on my life 10 years from from now knowing that could be the case for me. Because, you know, let's face it, stress, it really can cause some serious health issues for people. And I did not want that. I did not want to look back on my life and have regrets. I didn't want to look back on my life and say, I wish I would have spent time with my family. You know, I wish I would have had more than one child or whatever it was. I didn't want that for myself. And I saw so many people going through it and it was horrible to watch. So that's what propelled me to say, I need to make a change before a change is made for me. And that change that could be made for me or several changes were all going to be bad. (laughs) And I did not want that. So that's why I am so excited to talk to you about today's topic of consequences, which is step number two in overcoming burnout. Uh, because I hope that you have some revelations today and that you truly uncover what's going on in your life. So let's get started. In the last episode, we identified five things. Number one, are you burned out? Yes or no? Number two, where are you at in the burnout process? Are you in the ambition phase? Are you in the if only phase, the victim phase, or the last phase, impulsive burnout, or as I like to call it, total burnout? Number three, when were you happy and why? What led you to be happy? Number four, when did things start to shift for you? When did you become discontent and why? What led you to have that shift? What led you to become discontent? Number five, what feelings did you experience as a result of being happy? What feelings did you experience as a result of being unhappy? Now, this is important for three different reasons. Number one, The first step in recovery is admitting that you have a problem in the first place. You can't take the steps to change if you don't even know that you have a problem. Number two, you need to recognize where you're at in the process to understand what type of thinking patterns you're currently in. Number three, identifying when you were happy and when things started to shift for you and you became unhappy and on the path to burnout will help you uncover what led you to burnout in the first place. Now, in future episodes, we're going to get into what led you into burnout. We're not going to get into that today because uncovering the root causes requires you to come to terms with your reality and identify how your actions have impacted your life. I want you to 
have a good understanding for this because it's going to help you get really honest with yourself and it's going to help you really come to terms with what led you to burnout, which really is your bad habits. And that's a hard pill to swallow, which is why we're going to be talking about consequences today. (laughs) So before we get into that, I want to set the foundation for today's episode, which is the model. We discussed this in the last episode, but I want to cover it again at the beginning of this episode to set us up for the rest of what we're going to be talking about today. So what the model is, is think C as in cat, T as in Tom, F as in Frank, A as in action, R as in Romeo, which is your circumstances create your thoughts. Again, your circumstances create your thoughts and your thoughts trigger your feelings. Your thoughts trigger your feelings and your feelings generate your actions or inactions. Again, your feelings generate your actions or inactions and your actions or inaction is what creates your results. So now let's define each. Circumstances are facts that are supported by evidence. Example, I work 60 hours a week. The sky is blue. It's sunny outside. Circumstances are not subjective, meaning they are not based off of personal assumptions, opinions, or beliefs, which leads us to what thoughts are. Thoughts are ideas, opinions, beliefs, or assumptions. Now, thinking is the process of your brain generating those ideas, opinions, beliefs, and assumptions. Examples. I love my husband. That's a belief, okay? No one should work 60 hours. That is an opinion. She's always happy. That is an assumption. I should create a podcast. That is an idea. The next step is feelings. What are you feeling? What are your emotions? For example, happy. I love my husband leaves me to believe, you know, leads me to happiness. I feel love, okay? Or sad. Um, I work 60 hours a week. <laughs> I could be frustrated. I could be feeling bitter because of how much I work. Now, our actions are our decisions and our results are the impact of those decisions, which can be positive impact, negative impact, or totally neutral. I guess it just it's just how you look at it. Now that we've set the foundation for today's episode, I mentioned earlier, you need to come to terms with reality in order to uncover the real reasons that led you to burnout, which is due to your bad habits. So get ready to face reality, my friends. Here we go. Step two, consequences. What I want you to do is I want you to list the circumstances or situations that are causing you stress. Write them all down. And I want you to really think about it, okay? Now remember, circumstances is evidence that supports the facts. I'm going to go ahead and do this exercise with you so you have some examples. I am not going to get into a ton of 
details because I want to get straight to the point for each question that I ask you to uncover what your consequences are. My circumstances when I was burned out that were causing me stress is working 60 plus hours a week, not calling or hanging out with family or friends, neglecting my needs such as going to the doctor, going to the dentist, not cooking, not going to the grocery store. All of my thoughts were centered on work. That's not disputable. That it was a fact. All of them were, which is horrible. I was no longer running. I was drinking more than I should have. I picked back up smoking. Ugh, so glad I quit. But I picked back up smoking because I was stressed, my friends. So those are my circumstances that were leading me to stress. So now what I want you to do is I want you to write down below your circumstances some bullet points. Time, relationships, independence, dependence, career, mental health, physical health, fitness, and spirituality. The reason why I want you to write these down separately, might I add you, Because I want you to ask yourself in the next set of questions, how does this relate to my time? How does this relate to my relationships? How does this relate to my health, my mental health, my physical health? Write those categories down and ask yourself that each time moving forward. Step number two, I want you to create three columns. One is circumstance, two right next to it, immediate benefit, long-term benefit. So I want you to write out what is your circumstances. So for me, 60 hours a week, that's my circumstances. What is the immediate benefit of working 60 hours a week? I'm able to get more work done. That's the immediate benefit. The long-term benefit could maybe be a promotion. Obviously, that's an assumption, (laughs) but that is a potential long-term benefit. Not calling or texting my friends or family. My immediate benefit is I have more time to focus on other things. My long-term benefit is the same. Not going to the grocery store. Again, more time for other things. Not cooking, more time for other things. Smoking, stress reliever, drinking, I get to let loose, always thinking about work. Maybe the immediate benefit is that I'm more efficient. Not running, again, more time. I have more time to do other things. Now, do you notice a theme here? I'm doing all of these things to create more time for other things. And in this case, I made more time to work. (laughs) Now, I want you to ask yourself after you've written out what the immediate benefits are to each circumstance, what the long-term benefits are to each circumstance. I want you to ask yourself, are these truly benefits? (laughs) Because I'm looking at 
my theme here, which is I stop doing things to make more time for work. And really, that's not very beneficial. It didn't get me anywhere. What it got me was burned out, okay? The next step in the process is write down three different columns again. Column one, what is your circumstance? Column number two, what is the immediate consequence due to that circumstance? Column number three, what is the long-term consequences for that circumstance? So 60 hours a week, immediate consequences, I don't see my family. Long-term consequence could be I get a divorce. I know that's extreme, but it is a real long-term consequence. Remember, I told you you're going to face reality today? (laughs) Not calling or texting my friends. The immediate consequence is I have strained relationships. The long-term consequence could be that I lose my friends completely, which (laughs) would suck, right? Nobody wants that. Not going to the dentist or the doctor could result in cavities, could result in illness, Long-term consequences, I could have a life-threatening illness such as cancer, not going to the grocery store, immediate consequence, more money is spent on eating out, spending more money. Nobody wants that. I can tell you that is a fact. The the more you eat out, the more you're going to spend. So the long-term consequence is I gain weight, smoking can't breathe. I have difficulty breathing. So exercising becomes difficult, which could lead to weight gain. Long term could lead to cancer. Drinking, immediate consequence, weight gain. Long term consequence, I form an addiction and it becomes extremely difficult to stop. Thoughts, I could develop depression. That's that's a pretty severe immediate consequence. The long-term consequence could be self-harm, suicide. Not running, the immediate consequence is weight gain. Long-term could lead to having joint issues, muscle issues, things like that. So do you see the long-term consequences here? (laughs) Okay, they're not pretty. They're pretty severe. And the interesting thing is, I'm not exaggerating. This is not an exaggeration, my friends. These are real potential long-term consequences for my actions. Now, the next step is I want you to ask yourself, are you currently experiencing any of these immediate consequences in your life? Are you? Yes or no? I'm assuming you're going to answer yes to that question. (laughs) The next step is if you are experiencing these immediate consequences in your life currently, I want you to be brutally honest with yourself. And now remember what I said in the first episode, you cannot overcome burnout. And I repeat, you cannot, it's impossible to overcome burnout if you're not 100% honest with yourself every step of the way. 
Now, how are these immediate consequences making you feel? Are you depressed? Are you frustrated? Are you bitter? Are you guilty? Are you ashamed? Are you embarrassed? Now, I want you to ask yourself honestly, remember, that's the key in this process. Ask yourself, do you need to make a change? I want you to ask yourself if the answer is yes, why? What is the reason for you to make a change? Obviously, you have them written out to some degree because you have listed your immediate and your long-term consequences, but I want you to really write it out. I want you to get really deep with yourself. What is your main reason for wanting to change? If the answer is yes, I want you to make a commitment to three things. I want you to commit to overcoming burnout, number one. Number two, I want you to promise to give it your all. Give it your all to committing to overcome burnout. Number three, I want you to promise and commit to not giving up when it gets tough. Do not give up if you relapse into your bad thinking patterns. Do not give up when you start to make bad choices like you have before that has led you into burnout. Because it will happen. Rome was not built in a day. Remember, your bad habits have been created by your thinking patterns over a matter of time. For some of you, these thinking patterns have only been months. For others, it's been years. So you need to give yourself grace. I want to leave you with a few thoughts because we've had a hard dose of reality here today. So I want to leave you with a few thoughts. Number one, one of Satan's strategies is to get you busy and to keep you busy doing unimportant things so that you don't have the time to focus on what really matters. I read this from an email that I received from The Daily Hope, which is Pastor Rick Warren's daily motivational email, and it really hit home for me because his main goal is to create chaos in our life, and today we identified what that chaos looks like, and I know for me, the chaos that was created due to my burnout and my choices, it truly wrecked havoc in every area of my life because I was in total burnout. I wasn't lucky enough to be in phase one or phase two. I was totally in it. I was totally burned out. It wrecked havoc on my life in a very real way on every single level, personally, at work. It was awful. And that's his goal. His goal is to wreck relationships. His goal is to cause hardship. I've actually seen many people in my life when I was in HR, I've actually seen many people go through divorce because people work too much, because people are totally consumed by their obsessive thoughts about work. And as I mentioned before, burnout does not have to be created because of work. It can be because of many other things, taking care of your kids, taking care of a loved one. But the fact of the matter is you're in burnout because you're having too much of one thing. For me, it was work. 
for you, it might be different. But that's his goal is to create chaos. I want you to think about that. (laughs) What chaos are you currently in? I'm sure it's not pretty. The good news is, is that we're on the path to overcome burnout. Lastly, the busier you become, the more you need time away from God. So many people think that time spent with God is a luxury they cannot afford, which if you remember when I went over my examples of the benefits of stopping talking to my friends, not running anymore, not going to the doctors, the theme there was I created more time for myself to focus on other things, which was work. So I had that mindset. I don't have the luxury to read the Bible. I don't have the luxury to have a relationship with God. And as a result, people live their lives and work in their own strength. They rely on their own strength. Your battery gets depleted, right? Remember, before you were burnt out in the ambition phase, you're waking up at 100%. Your battery's charged. You're ready to rock and roll. You're creative. You're productive. You're efficient. Life is good, right? And then once you get further down the road into, let's say, the victim phase, you're starting your day out 70%. For some of you, it could be even at like 30%. I don't know. Only you can tell where you're currently at. But that's not good. If you start out the day at 30%, (laughs) your day is going to not be good, my friends. Then what you do next is you cry out for help. Like, I need help, God. I did this. I did this all the time. My prayers first became, help me get through this day. And then they turned into this human resources thing. It ain't it. I'm good at what I do. I love what I do. But I know it's not the purpose that you have for me. It's not what I want my life to be like moving forward. I don't want to do HR (laughs) because I don't want to start my day out at 80%. And I'm not saying HR professionals are starting their day out at 80%. That is not the case. Everyone's different. Everyone handles their stress differently in what they have on their plate. What I'm saying is that was my reality and I didn't want to do it anymore. So I prayed, hey, Lord, I need your help. Please help me. (laughs) Or people turn away in bitterness. So as I mentioned, I went down the burnout rabbit hole for seven years. Started out in the ambition phase. I was there for quite a long time. And then it moved into the if only, which, oh my gosh, I was in the if only stage forever. So then I could have turned away in bitterness. I could have said, I'm asking for your strength. I'm asking for help and you're not giving it to me. (laughs) And then two, I could really turned away in bitterness because for the last three years, I prayed every day to reveal his purpose. Please, Lord, help me find what it is that I am meant to do in life. Because as I said, this ain't it. I could have turned away. Three years is a long time to wait with no answer. Okay. So how many of you can admit that this is what you're currently doing? (laughs) Raise your hand. Turning away is exactly what the devil wants. And if you do turn away in bitterness, he won. 
he won. And I don't want that for you. So although today was difficult in uncovering what the chaos is in your life, what the chaos is that you've created, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's an important and crucial step in overcoming burnout. So next episode, we're going to cover step number three. But first, remember, you need to make the commitment to overcome burnout. You need to make the commitment to give it your all. You need to make the commitment in not giving up when it gets tough because it's going to get tough. So that is it, my friends, for today's episode. I hope it has been valuable and I hope that you feel like you're starting to have some aha moments that are really going to help you commit to overcoming burnout. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.